that's loud. I apologize. All right. So it's going to be a brief session. Let's just go over names that hit 50-day highs. We'll look at names that are setting up to hit 50 uh, names that are looking to set up to hit 50-day highs. Uh, just re Jesus review general sector strength, and then call. I made my own standing desk. My fucking back is killing me. Let's see if this works. Okay, before we start, any questions about today's action? Doesn't always go as doesn't always go as smoothly as it did today. We called out energy and finance at the Thursday of last week, Wednesday or Thursday, Friday. We entered a majority of our positions. In hindsight, obviously, very very good call. Does that continue tomorrow? For the guys that didn't get in on Friday, did you get in today? Do you guys have any questions before we start scanning? Let me know. No? All right. So the one sector that I did overlook that I think merits some attention is uh, something that Landon and I were talking about today, and that's consumer discretionary. So consumer consumer discretionary has been outperforming the rest of the growth names, uh, the tech and all the other uh, growth sectors. With the... Uh, with the caveat of Amazon not. So Amazon is, Amazon is not participating in this relative strength movement within XLY. Tesla is. And a few other names that are within the top 10 are as well, Lowe's, Home Depot, etc. So we didn't take time to chart any XLY names. I'm actually not going to do it. But if you guys want to, if you want to scan for those 50-day highs within XLY tonight, Yes, you can do it. I have not put any time into it, though. So if that's something that you guys want to do, just throw the charts. We'll treat them just like their energy and finance because uh, they do merit some attention right now. The standing desk. Standing desk sucks. Give me one sec. Great idea, terrible execution. Cool, man. I was just talking about the uh, consumer discretionary stuff that you brought up. So let's go through. I'm going to scan through. Um, so first off, 50-day highs today with average volume over 1 million. Get an incredible amount of tickers, 147. It's too much to filter through all of them. So... I will tell you, because I've already looked, the majority of these are going to be energy and finance with some consumer discretionary uh, peppered in. The only other real industry I want to point out is airlines. So we posted a bunch of airlines in the... Hang on. It sounds like a car is about to blow up. Um, posted a bunch of airlines in the trusted train floor earlier today before lunch. Alaska, JetBlue, Southwest, United, American, Delta, all of those hitting 50-day highs today. All of those more or less following the same sort of price action. So if you do want to take some sort of airline 
uh, figure out what differentiates those charts and then take the one that you feel like has the most opportunity there. Uh, it's probably not in your best to go into multiple airline positions strictly because they do follow the same sort of price action. And you're just going to be upping your risk without really upping your reward. So, all right, let's dive in. I'm going to go first through, I'm going to go through energy. If somebody wants to tackle finance and then somebody else can tackle consumer discretionary. I opened up a bunch of positions today, so I'm not actually sure if I'm even going to participate tomorrow for opening-wise. We'll see. For those that weren't trading, I opened up RRC, AMPY, and SCHW. So three positions in one day, generally don't do that. I don't mind opening up one or two more. I just don't know if I want to open them up all within the same sort of time frame in case the market does pull back. Just throwing that out there. So energy, finance, consumer discretionary, let's chart those. Some of these are going to be repeats from yesterday, and that's okay. Let's just get eyes on them. Uh, <clears throat> what's up, guys? Um, up that XOP chart. I just wanted to point out the option chain where it also is. Uh, could be a hidden gem. I don't know. It's just interesting that the November strike price uh strikes are all like insane. So I took XOP on Friday for that same reason, because the, it was very, very liquid within the chain. And I agree with you.
So what I've noticed is there's a lot of charts that look like the one TD just posted, and there's nothing wrong with those. But we have like an entire sector and specifically industry-wide pop-off. So this, when we're looking at charts like this, it's important to understand that like we're going to be looking at things that look relatively the same. I mean, it is. Everything went nuts today within the sector. You need to figure out which charts are going to offer you the better opportunity. All of them are popping off. So how are you going to be able to differentiate? And sometimes it's harder than just ADR. So if you're looking at mid caps, all of these could be 5 to 7%. If you're looking at the options chain, most of them are probably not going to be liquid. But let's pretend for the sake of arguing that they are. What's something else you can do? Say all the RSIs are above 50 because the entire fucking sector popped. Well, one thing you can do is look at previous resistance levels and whether or not they may impede on short-term price action. So the one that, the chart that TD posted, totally get it. But let's pretend you have another chart that doesn't have that over overbearing uh, pivot high only a few months ago. And I'm about to post a chart with the exact same damn near price action and these things have the opportunity to pop but in the grand scheme of things if you had to choose between this or one that might be all-time highs or one that the very minimum doesn't have that overhead resistance you should probably you should generally default to the ones without the overhead resistance yeah i just posted it because it was a almost 14 percent move yeah, no, I'm not saying, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm not saying don't post it. I'm just elaborating because we talked about this. I don't remember. I think Sal, Sal was who brought it up. Chart I just posted is the same kind of setup, right? Where you have that overhead resistance that we hit a few months ago. I don't know what this popped off today at 9%. So same sort of idea. I'm posting RRC just because a majority, not a majority of us, but a bunch of us took it today. And I want to just get eyes on the chart. Talk to you this in a second. Damn, there's some good charts. There's some good charts here. You notice if you guys are using FinBiz, which industry is dominating the entire sector? <laughs> it's the oil and gas ENP. That's your XOP industry. So there's a reason why we were looking at XOP Thursday and Friday. Now you're seeing it. It's funny because we saw the industry itself pop off. But look what's happening inside. Every single fucking thing is moving. Yeah, so, there's there's still juice. I think. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely yeah. juice. I I don't see. I mean, I look at a lot of. I look at a lot of option chains like every day, and I don't see a lot of them that look like the option chain for XOP, where there's just kind of sparse volume and open interest, and then you have one month where it's just like thousands and thousands of open interest and volume. 
I also like when the volume exceeds the open interest. Um, two more charts and then let's call it for energy. Somebody post their TRGP. I know that a few of us traded TRGP. And did somebody already post ETRN? TRGP looks real nice. I don't look at the chain, but... What are like the like the most liquid oil or like uh, energy tickers for the chain? Probably, I mean Chevron and Exxon are going to be your two most liquid. There's going to be some uh, some large gaps like ConocoPhillips and shit that are also going to be liquid. But if you start looking at the smalls and mid, it's going to be a crapshoot. There's no real rhyme or reason. Yeah. All right, let's go through some of these charts. Yeah, I think I took a energy play in my small account. I don't know if I sold it though. Okay, let's look at uh, Expedia is going to be a consumer discretionary name. So we can start with that. I know that the, all the rest of the charts are going to be energy related, but we can look at Expedia for a second. So uh, Dusty posted EXPE. What do you guys think about this? Mm. Is this something that interests you or not? I mean, I'd wait for a break over that volume note at like 172. Anybody else? Or like 173. I don't think it's a bad chart at all, but I don't see the, the risk level I would use at this point to try to like gauge whether or not this trend is going to continue or not. So I think at this point, I think the time to buy it was um, that 162 when it broke out of that flag. I think the day that it went from 156 to 160 would have been the trigger mechanism. And if you didn't take it at that point, it's just like, where do you get in on this? I think it's worth a watch to see if it consolidates and then breaks above the area that it just tested today. But I think as of right now, this is a, uh, set an alert for above today's open and wait. LNC. Somebody want to check the chain on LNC and see if there's volume on, there? Yeah, on Expedia, by the way, I would wait till like a break. I, I mean, personally, I would wait for a break over 175. I zoomed in more. Like that's where that, that's where that high tick on that, um, on today's candle wick. Yeah, either way, I think it's a wait. It's a it's a set and alert and wait sort of ticker. Yeah, I agree. LNC, somebody check check the chain, see if there's anything there. Josh is if you guys are new, by the way, when Josh posts these charts, they're more or less gonna look the exact same. And if you're a newer trader, it's a godsend. If you are starting to uh, look into one particular play, let's say the BRB play or something like that, 
all of your charts and all of your setups should look damn near identical. And something you're going to notice with Josh's charts is nearly all of his fucking charts are identical, but that's good. You're reinforcing that one setup. You're playing that one setup. You're going to absolutely perfect that one setup. And then when you do, you can start adding different plays and stuff. So Josh, LNC looks good to me here for a BRB. We had a high volume breakout today. I would have actually preferred it to close a little higher into this candle because it gives it a little less room for the pullback. If you guys see what I'm t- see what I'm talking about there. This is a yeah. high volume breakout over a horizontal level. I'm not sure if the options chain gives volume, but yeah, this is a this is a good setup for tomorrow. Um option chains kind of light, but I think there's some like entries you could get in there. It does have a 3.02 ADR, so it's fine to be traded yeah. as an equity as well. One there thing wasn't a lot of volume today. There's some open interest, but yeah, overall, but there was a lot of volume today. Dividends are coming up. Keep that in mind. CRK, I posted it. This is obviously not an opportunity to buy, but this is a BRB, potentially. Um, I, we, I'm pretty sure we charted CRK at one point over the last two sessions, either Sunday or when we were going through things Thursday or Friday of last week. CRK broke out today. It's a five over 5% ADR, so this thing fucking moves. Look at the RSI, by the way. This is a good example of that. Don't sell with the 70 RSI. There's no point, right? If you find yourself in an incredibly explosive uptrend, that RSI is going to be pressed to the max nearly the entire move. You had a pullback on CRK, and this thing came back and tested 70 from above. <laughs> so this thing is pressed to the complete upper bound here. If you called this overbought, you know, uh, three and a half weeks ago, like most people would, you would have missed out on a majority of this profit. So CRK tomorrow is a BRB setup. Look for the horizontal level test at. Where's it at? Nine bucks. CRK $9 BRB test. XOP options chain volume. All I'm going to say is we took XOP. Mike and I took XOP. I believe uh, somebody else took XOP on Friday with us. There was a reason why we took XOP. That reason was because we wanted a piece of the industry and none of the the uh, names inside of XOP were really offering liquidity. None of them. So Yeah, that's probably what all these people were thinking. And sometimes that's okay, right? Buying the ETF is fine if that's what you want to do, especially when Are you're you looking at a volatile ETF. Positions? Yeah, dude, I bought I bought December's, I bought the 100, 110 call debit spread. I believe Mike bought the 95, 100 or something. So yeah, so like I'm, I just posted the November because I just, anytime I see more volume than open interest, I assume that's, that, I have to assume that calls got added, right? People, there's more buying that day for that call. If the open interest gets tallied at, at the end of the day. So yeah, there's a reason why we bought XOP on Friday, and that's a good illustration right there, Landon. SWN. Yeah. I'm probably going to take that tomorrow if there's if it's still the same. What do you guys think about SWN here? Josh posted it. That's what we used to refer to as a giant green dildo. We used to call those the Holt candles. You can't get much more bullish than that, but at this point, where's your risk on? That's the problem. 
Someone do me a favor and hover over today's price action. Oh, it's up 21%. Okay, so we did 4X ADR on SWN. This has to be a small cap, I'm assuming. What's the market cap on SWN? Someone call it out for me on voice so I don't have to scroll. I'm doing this from my phone right now because my back is killing me. What is it? SWN or M? SWN. 5.97 billion. Thank you. So it's a, it's a mid cap that moved 20 fucking percent today. Where's the risk on risk off level on something like this? I'm going to guess. It's got to be pretty much right where we're at. Yeah, I was going to so, say risk on is probably right now because it's about like $6 is where all the, that's the interest I'm seeing is. And that's the problem is this is, you know, you can't, get, you can't get much more high volume than this. <laughs> you can't move much more than this is four times its average daily range in one direction. It's fucking insane. So SWN, I would look for a move up towards six bucks and then use that level to risk on. And a stop should be pretty close, somewhere around 585, 580. So risking 20 cents for a potential move over towards $657, wherever this ends up going. Yo. Right now, this is not a buy, though. This is, a, this is in my mind, I look at this, and the first thing I think of is bull trap. So, um, Did you guys zoom out on that chart? No. <laughs> Looks crazy. Feel free to post it. C uh, CPG, I posted. Risk on, risk off over the uh, red line. Pretty self-explanatory here. Broke out today on high volume. Is there going to be a pullback? If there is a pullback tomorrow on CPG. four twenty-five on that pullback area on CPG. Not sure if it's worth it. It's a uh, four and three quarters ADR. So for the equities guys that are looking for a slightly higher ADR. Maybe this will give you an entry tomorrow. I would not buy it unless it pulls back to 425 or breaks up and over that resistance area. So right now where it's at is not an appropriate entry. You guys understand why I'm assuming? Because we're in the middle of a move. This is la la land. It's very hard. Where do you say, yes, I'm, yes, I'm right or no, I'm wrong right here. So wait for the breakout over that horizontal resistance area or a potential pullback out of the uh, breakout that we happen to hit today. RIG, pretty self-explanatory. This uh, chart reminds me of TRGP, where you just have that overarching uh, overhead resistance that you have to get over. It is a clean breakout. Uh, looks like a potential... This is another one that it could be a BRB, but it just barely cleared the horizontal area. So is it really going to be a huge pullback? It's hard to say. I think, I think RIG, is there, a, is there options volume on this, considering it's a Swiss name? There is, actually. It's... It's cheap, but there's several strikes with like ten, fifteen thousand. All right, we'll pin that one. It's interesting. FBP, same sort of setup. Uh, like I said, Josh's charts are all, always going to look the same, and they always tend to look very good. So FP. FBP, the only thing I would say against this is it just has a lower ADR, 2.65. I don't know what the option chain looks like for this, but for an equities guy, maybe hold off on something like this simply because the ADR is super, super small. 
I do see what you're doing. It looks like maybe you're already in this. And if you did get in this, yeah, it makes sense. Could be a potential pullback tomorrow back towards that 13. Well, actually, I don't know. It's hard to tell because a few days ago, that high volume spike is going to skew things. So this looks like a good breakout. I see what you're looking at. I agree with it. If you're in a position, stay in it. If not, maybe move on to something with a higher ADR. MUR, same thing as TRGP and RIG. You have that overhead resistance area. This is a complex inverse head and shoulder breakout. We've seen this pattern like five times over the last five days. Here it is again. So you can play that BRB. Definitely going to have a pullback tomorrow, at least statistically speaking. And then you have the soft target of the overhead resistance. Same thing as TRGP and RIG. Same setup, MUR. see what's the ticker of this landed Callan petroleum company is it cpc i don't remember what this is you're sitting in a high volume node right there that you have though so i think actually cpc this is this is uh, probably the riskiest chart that we've posted and that's simply because you're sitting at a high volume node to the downside in the middle of a move i would expect this to bounce to the downside tomorrow there's a gap and go today high volume i would expect a pullback on this chart 100 oh, which ticker which one did they post Oh, uh, above URI. I'll expect a pullback tomorrow. URI, love, I love this chart. Simple, right? Sending, it's a, somewhat of an ascending triangle breakout. It's a little bit dirtier, but above 50 RSI, MACD cross to the upside, above zero. Yeah, URI. Once again, it's a two point something ADR, so it's going to be moving a little bit slower, but. Is this an industrials play or something? United Rentals. Either way, I see what you're looking for. RRC posted it for transparency since a bunch of us are already in it. So this was the weekly cup and handle breakout that TD posted. We bought Januaries. I bought Januaries. What did you guys buy? Which I which expirations did you guys grab on RRC today? All right. Yeah, I got January's too. $44 the so the reason why I want to bring this up is because you're charting some you're charting something on a weekly time frame. You don't want to shortchange yourself by buying something that's going to expire before you get the full fruit of the move. It's just like if you're charting something on the one, you wouldn't be buying four weeks from now. Whatever happening on the one minute is not going to influence what's happening in four weeks. That's why somebody can be short intraday and be long on in a swing and make money in both directions. That's how this shit works. So if you're looking at something on a weekly, you've identified a breakout area that you like, then buy the expiration that makes sense. If you're in an equities play, just you don't obviously you don't have to pick your expiration, but meter your time horizon appropriately. Don't don't expect this thing to move twenty percent in two days if it took you know three fucking years to break the base. All right, PDCE, love this. I don't think there's going to be a BRB on PDCE. I think this is just a clean breakout. Doesn't. This doesn't scream BRB to me. Looks like volume's pretty in line with everything that's been going on. 
I mean, this is probably the cleanest breakout you we've charted tonight is PDCE. Tomorrow, not sure what's going to happen with it, but if it doesn't gap up huge, this might be a position where you just grab at a pre-market high breakout, right? TRGP. So the reason why I wanted to post this was because this is one of the messier charts we posted last week and we broke out today. So this is the rig. This is the MER, etc. So we have soft targets based off of previous swing highs. You can use that as a risk on risk off. I believe TD, correct me if I'm wrong, you took some risk off at that level. Yeah, I took off half the trade for 90%. So it's basically a free position. There you go. So that's exactly how you guys can do it. I mean, the reason why I call on him is because this is his trading style where he pulls positions, pulls capital out of the position, right? Pulls risk off of his books. When you hit pre-profit targets, it's what JJ does. It's what Mike does. It's what TD does. And this allows you to uh, have a certain portion of your trade continue in the advent that this thing, let's say it runs 100%. You know, TD is going to be in a position where his risk is greatly alleviated. He sold it for a 90% profit. So realistically, he's going to break even at the very minimum. If this thing goes all the way to the south, he's going to you know, lose a very small amount of money, if anything. But if it continues up, you're already huge in profit. There's no reason why this thing can't continue up. So you're de-risking your current position. Hope that makes sense for the new. Good trade, by the way. It reminds me of Rig and Murr, So ETRN posted that as well, gap and go. Not sure if there's going to be a BRB setup. Volume was not as high as it normally is for a BRB setup at ETRN. Something to watch tomorrow pre-market. Uh, last few charts, and then we'll move to uh, finance. Whatever chart Josh posted that he's complaining about on the London Stock Exchange is a fucking fantastic breakout. That is a nine-month base breakout. That is what you want to be long. You want to be long that chart. Even if it's LSE, bro, buy that chart. James, Josh, both of you. RDSB, tomorrow morning, buy that chart. That is financial advice. <laughs> Does it still apply to me if it's uh, on the London Exchange? Can I say it? That's an expensive uh, shares trade, though, right there. They have fractional trades available. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most of them are not buying entire shares. Okay, let's see what else. SCAS, BRB. That's a soft or SeaWorld. You're right, it is SeaWorld. That's a consumer discretionary name. Talk about possible bear plays in real estate. I mean, if you want to, you can, but I'm not going to be participating in any sorts of shorts as long as we have sectors that are showing crazy strength to the long side. I don't. If you're gonna if you're gonna short something like we always do in here, opportunistically and aggressively, chart your XLRE. There's really not a whole lot of names that are going to provide liquidity to short anyway. Mike, back yeah, me up. I just figured that out. The only one yeah. I found with liquidity that actually looks bullish. So, 
Mike and I have tried to tried to trade XLRE all fucking years. <laughs> Which ironically, if you go back and look at the normalized performance going back year to date, XLRE is like number two or number three. Uh, yeah, Mike I and I. Break. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's fine. I was going to say, Mike and I were. Mike and I were looking to desperately long XLRE, and we could never find a name that provided enough liquidity on the chain to make it worth it. Just buy a house to long XLRE. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, that's true. I was going to say, don't buy it right now if you want to short it. Yeah, seriously. Well, yeah, okay. I was just—I wasn't necessarily saying I was going to short it, but I was just looking. At it just—it's chilling right here at this really strong horizontal level, and I'm just kind of looking like if just to keep eyes on it if it breaks under that um it could be let's go with uh let's do finance now guys go back over to my computer scan for some finance names and then uh, we'll pick two or, th- or we'll pick five, five names to uh to have trade ideas but they're not going to be it's not going to be like a three energy three finance because honestly most of the finance names were all, or energy names were already in so don't get so greedy within one sector that it could wreck your account if the sector pulls back. Remember that there is sector risk associated with this. 50-day highs within the financial sector, you have 30, 30 names. Most of them are going to be KRE names. Do me a favor, uh, Landon, and chart KRE just like you did with XOP and then post it. This is more of a learning thing for you, but everyone can see it as well. So the big banks, uh, five of them hit 50-day highs today. Bank of uh, America, JP Morgan. Okay, two of the big banks. The rest of them are going to be international, and I'm not going to fuck with that. You can, though, actually. They're large cap. Hey, you know what? Hang on. For the option or for the equities, guys, maybe this would be a pretty cool play. Let me see. Hang on. Never mind, it's not worth it. I forgot. Give me one sec. Post your finance plays, guys. Okay, uh, for the guys that have longer-term portfolios, check out ticker H-E-S-M. Five-year base breakout. Found this on Twitter. It pays a 7% plus yield. It's an energy play midstream, I believe. Oh, I don't know why my lines look like that. Actually, it kind of works. But for those of you that they have uh, income-driven portion of your portfolio, seven point two nine percent divi yield on something that just broke a five-year base—something to consider. Looking at this stockgrid.io, it's pretty cool. 
you want to see a list of all the leading tickers right here, just like visually. I zoomed in on the leading uh, quadrant of the chart. So that's look back period of eight days. We can go further if we want. Obviously, the top right where those are all grouped up, or what you want to look at. Or wait, would it be top right here? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Okay, so really quick before we go into any more finance names, a majority of these regional banks that you're going to see breaking out are they're not going to have any options liquidity whatsoever. Just we've we've done this all year. This is the third go around on KRE. Your best bet is going to be if you can find something with liquidity, share it with the group. Most of these, it's better off just going with KRE. Just letting you guys know that because uh, Mike and I have been down this road. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm in it with E. Uh, I forgot it was some smaller energy play that I'm in the money, but I'm only up like ten percent. <laughs> um, I found one with a little bit of a liquidity for you on the front month Oct on October's eighteen days. It's a cop cop. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong ticker. I was looking at H ban H B A N Huntington Bank Shares. I'll post the chart, but I mean, it looks like all the other bank charts. What's the most bullish place on a chart? Trace, is that what you said? What's the most bullish place on a chart? Top right. You're a cheeky cunt, but you're right. It's all-time highs, which also is top right. <laughs> Look at JP Morgan's. We're right there. Hard to imagine. It's fucking hard to imagine that we are near all-time highs with some of these banks after what just happened with Evergrande. Like, it's hard, which is why we fucking rule, <laughs> which is why we don't give a fuck about Evergrande. We never did. We played We played the price action in front of us. I got lucky with a Goldman Sachs put that capitulated the day after I fucking bought it. I was silently screaming on the inside of, like, fucking joy. And now here we are flirting with all-time highs, JP Morgan and Bank of America. Let everybody sit there and complain about Evergrande. We're not going to. We're just going to play the charts. Banks are flashing all-time highs. Which sectors do you want to be long? Motherfucking banks. You want to be long banks. So KRE is really going to be the only name within regional banks that's worth taking as an options trader. I'm telling you guys right now. We've gone through all of this. The reason why I wanted you guys to point these out is for two reasons. One, it's good practice. Charting is always good. But two, to build in... I want you guys to start associating like when you see a stock, we talked about this today in the group, 
when you see a stock, for example, KeyCorp, which is something that Mike traded uh, a few months ago, you see KeyCorp breaking out. And you're like, all right, cool. Like it's a, it's a bank, whatever. But where in, within the financial sector does that industry lie? Right there, it's a regional bank, which is going to be a KRE name. So if you look at key breaking out, and you're like, okay, KRE might be onto something. Is there more? Are there more things with KRE, or should I just check KRE? That's when you go and you find KRE is breaking out, and you realize it's a sector or industry wide breakout. And now you should be paying attention to the relative strength portion of it as well. So when you start looking at stocks, I don't want you to think of them as individual companies per se. I want you to group them into bigger baskets. If Conical Phillips is breaking out, does that mean XLE is breaking out? If uh, you know, um, I don't know what's a smaller software name that we've traded. Uh, if Apps is breaking out, does that mean that IGV is breaking out? Stuff like that, right? So yes, KRE is breaking out. All of these names inside of it are also breaking out. If you're an equities trader, yes, you can take part of part of these. Um, part in these rather i would filter through the adr on all of these and i would go for maybe group them and grab three to five names in the upper echelon of your adr and then just go through those and figure out which one makes the most sense not all of these are going to give you the same sort of opportunity i'm scrolling through them they all pass the eye test right away but some of them are cleaner looking breakouts than the other for example tfc looks fantastic UMPQ looks fantastic. USB looks fantastic. But then you have names like VLY, where you have overhead resistance, even though it's a breakout. Zion looks good. We talked about that today. New York Community Bank Corps looks good. But then you have PBCT, which also broke out huge today, but it has overhead resistance. So go through and find the ADRs that make sense for the equities guys if this is something you want. Or you can also just trade KRE. I'm in New York Community Bancorp for like two weeks. They came back to life, and I'm, I'm they're up now. Good, 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 good. I want somebody, or I'll post it. One sec. Hey, Hammy, um, <clears throat> have you used the screener uh, built into this trading view? I have not. I use Thinkorswim, and when I'm with you guys, I use Finviz. The uh, trading view screener is pretty freaking cool. I like a lot more than Finviz. I will take time this weekend and go through it, and we can figure out if we want to use that one instead. Yeah, it's it's nice on one website too. Um, I took SCHW, and I just want to talk through this really quick before we call the night. I'm going to choose five or six names to throw in DDN charts to set up in discussions. They're all going to come from energy finance, and I'll, I'll, 
I promise to trickle at least one or two in from consumer discretionary, right? <laughs> just to just to get landed off my fucking back. <laughs> SCHW I bought earlier today. Um, for those of you that were trading live, I called out. I'm not sure if this is going to be a BRB because as of right now, it's low volume. Where did we finish today's session volume-wise? Over average. So I would fully expect SCHW to pull back towards $76, and I'm going to be underwater tomorrow. So if this does end up happening, this is a BRB setup. I'll call it out. If you guys want to grab this, this is, I believe, an all-time high. Let me double-check before I say that. Yeah, this is an all-time high with Charles Schwab. Uh, above 76 bucks, you better be fucking long this ticker. And if we do pull back tomorrow, I will shout it out so you guys can get better entries than me. You cannot go wrong being long at all-time highs. You will eventually get stopped out. It happens to everybody. But the, the statistics behind going long at all-time highs are incredibly in your favor. All right. Any questions, guys? We have 13 minutes left, but we can break early. Monday Night Football is going to start soon. I don't think it's worth watching, but that's because nobody I know is playing, so fuck it. Any questions? Any specific charts you want to go over? You can post it, TD. This Camber Energy Company isn't optionable, but it's like a yeah, small... I didn't, I didn't, I haven't even looked at it ever. Yeah, it's a. It was probably it was a probably a fucking micro cap for a while. Yeah. It's just now hitting two. Yeah, after a thirty three percent increase today, but I mean, like, I, it's all time high. Like, it must have IPO'd really high. What? I can't even zoom to the top. It's saying like a million dollars on the monthly. What? You want to talk through Costco really quick, TD? Are you still in this, by the way? No, I'm not. Um, it's. I mean, it's Costco. It's just showed ridiculous strength <laughs> over since June. It started to chop a little bit, and the earnings came out. Um. I mean, it was a slight, slight beat, but the day after their earnings, it, it almost looks like today was a BRB just on its earnings play. You know, no level or anything, but. So something that we talked about end of day today, I know you were there, but for the rest of you guys, um, if you look at consumer discretionary versus consumer staples, for the most part, you're going to see staples in a downtrend. Now you have market leaders like Costco, you have a market leader in Target. These things are going to have outperformed the staple sector in general and the rest of <laughs> the market. You're going to eventually find these. So if you try to play Costco on that all-time high breakout with the risk on risk off, feel free. Just know that the sector itself is not showing the same sort of inflows as some of the other sectors. And that's when we talk about opportunity costs. But like you said, it's fucking Costco. They killed earnings. If you want to play that all-time high breakout or at the very minimum enter and you have a um, – if you – let's say you entered here, hypothetically speaking, you have a clear to find stop out, right? Where would that be? I would probably give a, give a room down to that 445, 70-ish. 
or exactly. Exactly. So at the very minimum, even let's say you took this trade, which I don't, you know, I'm not saying take it or whatever, but let's say you do, you already have a clear, clear to find line in the sand that, Hey, if it breaks below this, I'm out. So your opportunity is, or your risk is already limited. So that's good. If you wanted to take it, if you had a hunch that this thing was going to break out and continue going up. Yeah. At least you have a, a stop out area already there, but staples is underperforming against discretionary and it's absolutely underperforming against energy and finance right now. So it just comes down to opportunity cost. Where's your, where is your capital going to be appreciated the most? Yeah, I have no fucking idea what that chart is, Landon, and I don't want to look at it. <laughs> it looks awful. I don't. That's the monthly all I zoomed out on that Camber Energy, but I don't get how it. Yeah, I have like, no idea how that works, man. I don't know like what the hell's going on with something? it. I don't. I've never even seen anything like that. I don't know. Imagine if it went. You bought like one share and it went back to that. <laughs> 